And just when you thought the FTC versus Microsoft was done, well, we got to cover it one, one, one last time. Oh, like they fucking kicked it in the sixth gear. It was just boom, 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 boom all week. No Things drop, happening. no drop of gear disappear. No, just stay right in the view. <laughs> let's let's keep going. Let's make sure we all understand where we sit at this juncture. I don't, but I will tell you, I am sitting at the Gamers Two podcast right now. Smooth. It's your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and perhaps anything else that might pique our interests. Mainly like, that. Yeah. Just trying to think of something that's going on this week, but I got nothing. This week, nothing. Baseball's back. Baseball. All-star break is over. And we're back to regular, regular scheduled programming. Haven't been following this season. I've been being a bad person. Being a poo-poo head. <laughs> <laughs> poo-poo doo-doo head. I've only gone to one game. Yep. Have free tickets. And every week we say we need to figure this out and go to a game, and we yep. never do. Yep. Uh, terrible. Terrible. Just terrible. But because we're not spending money on game tickets. Uh, there's some new games that came out this week that we probably also won't spend our hard-earned cash on. Less smooth than the original transition, but he still got there eventually. Let's start with number one. The Valiant for PlayStation and Xbox. Number two, Mordow comes to PlayStation and Xbox. Hmm. So if you need some uh, chivalry-esque gameplay. Yeah. And number three, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals for PC, PlayStation, and Switch. I played Oxenfree 1, so I might uh, I might listen in. See, see what the reviews are. Check it out. Nice little story. Story RPG type thing. Number four, Manic Mechanics for the Switch. Don't know if I take my card to them, but probably I probably wouldn't. Uh, number five. Oh wait, Manic Mechanics. Is that the overcooked car- one? But your cars. Maybe sounds like the title fits. I'm sorry. I need to. I need a quick. Because that that sounds familiar, and it was supposed to be on the Switch. Good old Switch. This is what you get when we're in the beginning of the podcast and I have to look something up. Doing Switchy Switch stuff. Dude, Woot had the Steam Deck for 200 and something dollars. Missed, I missed it. That's pretty good. Yeah, sold out real fast. A that would have been... A chaotic couch co-op game where you and up to three fellow grease monkeys serve the car-obsessed residents of Octane Isle. I like it. It's a good one. I'm in. $25. Testament, the order of high human for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. What type of high? High in the air? Supreme. High in the smugness? Ooh. High in the drugs? Number six, (laughs) all of the above. The highest human. All right. Uh, number six, Exo Primal for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. And number seven, Jagged Alliance 3 for the PC. As you remember, I was a big proponent of Jagged Alliance 1 and 2. 
Yep, totally remember that. Well, it's precarious. So precarious. Nailed it. I don't know. I feel confident. I'm getting bad vibes. Why why you got a vibe? You don't have any vibes. How does that sound? To my default state of being. (laughs) Vibeless. I am a vibeless person. That is how I easy to quickly detect which way it shifts. Yep. I say easy at zero vibes. I can tell an earthquake years I'm, out. I am a, a a wound in the vibe. I'm a hole, a black hole of vibeness. I absorb vibe. I don't exude it. A wound in the vibe is like a weird punk album. It, is, it does sound like a weird punk album. Wound in the vibe. There we go. Another great guild name. Wound in the Vibe. The funny thing is, if we ever were in the instance where we have to make a guild, we would not be able to come up with good names. It'd be Dead Albatross. We'd already yeah. be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just true. The Wound in the Vibe. The Wittive. All right. Odds, evens? Evens. Going it's, evens. It's already falling asleep. You son of a bitch. All right. Aha. Number one, EA has formally announced Cliffhanger Games and revealed its first project. If they had revealed Cliffhanger, just, just to like end the story now. Yeah. If they had said Cliffhanger Games and then not announced anything, it would have stayed true to the name. That's true. <laughs> I just immediately think of the movie Cliffhanger. Oh, okay. I would have liked them to say, and our first game is, and then cut the stream. Let it linger for like a month. EA's not that's like not that cool. No, but after a month, you'd piss everybody off. They just probably wouldn't care anymore. Be like, are you, are you just not gonna assholes? <laughs> uh, the AAA developer is based in Seattle, and it's creating an original third-person single-player game based on Marvel's Black Panther franchise. It follows news that EA's Motive Studios creating a game based on the Iron Man IP. Uh, EA announced in 2021 it was forming a new studio, a new AAA studio in Seattle, led by Kevin Stevens. It's an unfortunate name. Who is the former VP and studio head of Monolith Productions? He says that Cliffhanger Games is built on the values of diversity, collaboration, and empowerment. EA says the new team already features veterans. Who have worked on Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Halo Infinite, God of War, and more. The studio will also work closely with the team at Marvel Games. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Open studio, closed studio, open studio, closed studio. Well, there's that. There is that part about the EA part of it. But I mean, the it'll be interesting to see what they do for the game. Because it is a a world that has a different couple avenues you could go down in terms of gameplay style and everything else. Mm-hmm. I just hope we don't get like the rinse and repeat, like the Arkham Arkham the, Panther, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in game form where it's just like, oh, it's the same fucking game with a different skin on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So far, they've avoided that. It's a because like Guardians is a very different game. Yeah, knowing EA though, I'm assuming Iron they're Man gonna go. They're gonna go like they're gonna see Spider Man and be like, "Oh, we need that." So it's just gonna be Spider Man, which is Spider Man Arkham. Yeah, Spider Man, but Iron Man, and then Black Panther, 
but Spider-Man. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, there's it, it can have that potential, but we'll I, because they're at least splitting them up a little bit. We'll see, but it's it's I don't know what they're gonna do because I I think that's the cop out. That's the easy way to go is to go Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Or at least Spider-Man esque, like that combat style. You're not gonna have the traversal that you would have. Yeah. Uh, but that's only if you're focusing on just Black Panther, or if you're focusing on focusing on like the rest also of Wakanda. So like that's a character, uh, the one with the oh god, I can't remember her name. It's gonna really bug me. There's like uh, uh oh god, oh my god. There's multiple characters I can think of that I can't remember their names because I remember them from playing Marvel Snap. Um, but specifically, there was the young girl in the Black Panther movies that had, like, the... She was the tech person that had, like, the pulse guns yeah. on her hands. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so you could just have, like, a kind of cast of characters that you can play at at any moment type of thing. And yeah. That could be cool. Not just be Panther. Or, sorry, not specifically be T'Challa. Shall we move to number two then? And immediately, we and immediately sure kill can. vibes. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, there's vibes are not high on the this, this week's news. Are they ever? They're not. I mean, we're v- very much doom and gloom. That's true. Number two, a former employee has filed a lawsuit against Pokemon Go creator Niantic, alleging systemic sexism at the company. As reported by The Verge, the suit calls the studio a boys' club and details biases of gender and race toward women of color. Among... Oh, I I read that with weird uh, inflection. Among the allegations, the complaint says that the female employee was being paid less than a male colleague, despite having a higher level role and more responsibilities. Following a law implemented in January, Californian companies with more than 15 staffers must list pay ranges for jo- roles within job listings. The employee learned she was being paid less than $10,000 of her current role's minimum. When she presented her issues to Niantic's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Director and Principal People Partner, which is a great triple P title, upper management was allegedly hostile to her claims of sexism. The complaint also says that executives told the employee she was paid below the pay range because she was discussing workplace issues with colleagues. I love the uh, I love how does companies... the last sentence make sense to them? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I love when companies have their uh, <laughs> their reasoning is something that's like ah, that's borderline illegal <laughs> because you are discussing workplace issues with your coworkers. What did we do every single break room we've ever been in? Oh, ever that's what everyone always God, talks this place, about. This place sucks. Yeah, everyone always talks about that. I'll still never forget when we were sitting in our old break room. And money came up. Yeah. Which is a frequent thing. Yeah. Money came up and everybody's discussing whatever. And I don't remember if it was Ty because he would have never backed down. So I don't remember if it was him or if it was somebody else. And we were just kind of bullshitting. And money started getting thrown around of like numbers people were making. Yep. And all of a sudden, who who appears in the door but Brianna? And it's like, hey, you guys shouldn't be talking about that. And I think I looked at her and I was just like, why? And I was like, I get, I get what you're going to say because your entire 
position at this moment now is to protect the company when everybody finds out they're being screwed. And <laughs> yeah. she's got—I'm pretty sure she's gonna like turn around and walk back out because it's like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> she was probably like, it had to be him, didn't it? That son of a bitch. <laughs> He's always the one. True, that was. But yeah, so uh, hey, Niantic, maybe don't lay off two hundred some odd people and close an entire LA office and be accused of sexism within two weeks. They're killing it. They're going on that uh, actors and Blizzard trajectory. Maybe someone will buy them. Also, I love the Californian law requiring them on postings to show pay ranges. Oh, yeah. That should be like a federal law. It should be. Because it's absolute bullshit to waste your time going through an interview to find something like that you're not going to get paid for. Yeah. Um, or they ask you, oh, what do you... Yeah, what do you think you're worth? What do you think you're worth? And then you tell them, and they're $2 like... $2 billion. And they're like, oh, this position is only for... It's yeah. for this range. We're sorry. It's either for this range or oh, we were looking for somebody with more qualifications. I was like, that's not true either. Now you're just now you're just fully lying to me, and yeah. I'm really annoyed. Um, or you yeah. just don't hear anything back. Or yeah, or they ghost you. Everybody else in my life. Uh, the <laughs> the kick with the job range thing is good, but this is the problem it leads to that if you don't have your shit together as a company, and you post my job. And I realize that I'm making less than you're about to pay the new person. And this is after I've gone through X amount of raises. You bet your ass I'm coming for that money. Full disclosure. I don't work there anymore. Target. Target, which is retail. Target, it's they, retail. They operate by different. They operate by different standards. But New York State was raising the minimum wage to $15. This is 10 years ago now. Yeah. They were in the process of raising the minimum wage over a gradual amount of time to $15. Everybody had to be like $15 by, I can't remember what the, like a certain date was the whole thing. Yeah, they did, they did it tiered. Tiered, yeah. Matt's a different victim of this, but a victim of this as well. So we were at Target specifically for X amount of time before this whole thing started. I, and I would assume ye, well, I don't know. I'm not going to assume your money. I'm only going to speak from my, my angle. I was under $15 at the time. Well under. So as, and I had been there long enough to get multiple, uh, my desk, multiple raises throughout reviews and just normal things that we would get. Yeah. Technically pennies on a dollar because it's just, it's less than a dollar. It's X amount of cents, you know, blah, blah, blah. Retail raises. Yep. Well, when, by the time that 15 got enacted or whatever the new minimum was, it wiped out my raises because they just put us all back to minimum. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. So it was like, okay, the minimum gets to 13 and I was at like $11 or something. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, you got two more dollars. I mean, yes, but that's the minimum. So now you've wiped out all the raises you gave me, which should have been put on yeah. top of the new minimum. So the guy, the guy or gal or whatever, the person coming in brand new that you're training. Yes. The person coming in <laughs> brand new that you're training is now making more than you or the same. And then there was the argument that I was having with people where I was like, it makes more sense for me to quit right now and have you rehire me in a week and go on uh, loading. Yeah. Because they were making a dollar more an hour and and food was making another dollar, I think. Mm -hmm. And then if you were certain like cashier windows, you made more because you were in before store opened and you were, you know, overnight uh, sh shipping and everything like that. And they HR was pissed with me for that argument. 
I'm like, tell me I'm wrong. I know what your minimums are. Everybody knows what your minimums are. And we know those roles make more. Well, that's not, that's not really true. Bullshit, it's not true. You and I both know for a fact you have now screwed over, and we were the least, some of the least affected. Like, in, in quotes of, like, some yeah. of the people got really fucked over. Like, uh, who was the one guy that was there for, like, 15 years that was always in the back? He was always doing cardboard and... A seam? A seam, yeah. Yeah. Had been there for how much longer than both of us? Mm-hmm. And that wiped out everything he had? Yep. It was it's like, just, dude, it's, oh. it was bullshit. I know it's a it's a, a retail thing, but like the more I get removed from, you know, through other work and life experience and everything, the the crazier I'm like that place is was fucking insane. Like yes, like how did how did they get away with that? And like why did we put up with it for so long? But anyways, on to other things that and, are insane. And, and notice we all left. Yep, everyone left. Literally, I think there's maybe two people, and they were in lead spots that are still there. Yep, Phil Bogan's still there. Um, yeah, that's three, and that's actually also not surprising. Nah. All right, on to more, more depressing things, or more downer, vibeless vibe, down vibe. I don't know where we're going here, but whatever. Microsoft, <laughs> <laughs> vibeless down bad vibes. <laughs> uh. Microsoft's $69 nice billion dollar bid to acquire Activision Blizzard can go ahead after the U.S. regulator was denied an injunction to block the deal. Uh, the FTC was seeking to temporarily block the deal ahead of its case to prevent the acquisition entirely. Um, if Microsoft had missed the deadline, it was liable to pay $3 billion to Activision Blizzard, which we're going to circle back to that. There's multiple news stories here, right? A lot happened this week. Unfortunately, we have to talk about it because guess what? Nothing else exciting happened. Uh, the FTC has since asked the district court to block the deal pending the appeals court's ruling. Since obviously the FTC is going to appeal. Uh, Microsoft's response to the FTC's request, quote, As we will explain to the Ninth Circuit, the FTC does not identify a single legal error in this court's reasoning, end quote. Uh, the district court denied the request. They said, yeah, uh, how about we don't stop this from happening since you're a bunch of fuck-ups? Yeah, how about no? Um, the Ninth Circuit Appeals Court uh, is now in control in terms of any stay on the merger past Friday night, which is tonight. And a ruling on the overall appeal the FTC has filed. Um, if you'd like a very good summary on events past and present, as far as this is concerned, I would suggest Axios reporter Stephen Tortilla over on Twitter. He does lovely um, little summaries of the court days and that happen. Although there's none going on right now, but there will be some. Yeah, the uh, the quick synopsis is well, basically everything you just said, but the the kick is that they lost, they appealed, and then they got their appeal thrown out. Well, the appeal, it's... They denied it. They denied... So, the FTC wanted them to put in... And an, they So, they got the injunction thrown out. Thrown out. Yeah. The FTC... Our, our section 21 and 22 are both tossed. Uh, last I knew, the FTC had asked for them to hold the injunction in place... Well, they go through the appeals process, and the judge said, no, 
you can just continue with the appeal without the injunction being held on. Yeah, yeah which yeah. kind of makes the point of the appeal moot if they finish the acquisition. Yeah, because it's impossible to rip something apart once it's already together. Um, the acquisition was expected to close on Monday, as such, Activision Blizzard uh, has been removed from the Nasdaq indices. Um, basically, this is done as to not quote effect on ha- to not have an effect on the integrity of the index. So it's just like a temporary thing. Yeah, it was also interesting because they talked about, uh, I believe Microsoft's quote was when they did the when they were talking about the appeal was something along the lines of they've done the cardinal sin of oh god I wish I could remember the exact quote the FTC has done the cardinal sin of not antitrust of something because they're trying to argue on behalf of one particular party and not as on the good of consumers and yeah. the general public. Yeah. And it was just like, man, that is such a dagger quote. Um, This continues on to, I don't think that they are going to close the deal on Monday for reasons we'll get into, but I would love for them to speed through this. I would too. I mean, there is a chance they do do that. Um, we can talk about it after we get through the well, let's UK talk about number side four. of it. Let's head overseas and cover the UK side of things, since the CMA is still blocking the merger. Microsoft was looking into changes it could make to the proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard in order to win over the competition of market authority. Microsoft's vice chair and president Brad Smith said, quote, We are considering how the transaction might be modified in order to address those concerns in a way that is acceptable to the CMA. In order to prioritize work on these proposals, Microsoft and Activision have agreed with the CMA that a stay of the litigation in the UK would be in the public interest, and the parties have made a joint submission to the Competition Appeal Tribunal to this effect, end quote. The CMA issued a statement in response saying, quote, We stand ready to consider any proposals from Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that would address the concerns set out in our final report, end quote. Well, Microsoft has submitted a detailed and complex proposal that says there have been changes in the circumstances. The CMA says there is not enough time to consider Microsoft's submission thoroughly and so has decided to extend the period in which to look at the proposal by six weeks. The revised period will now end August 29th. Although the CMA hopes to reach a conclusion before that time, at this point things are moving too fast, so we have no fucking idea if Microsoft will attempt to close the deal without the UK's approval. I would guess money they probably do. Pay the $3 billion to Activision Blizzard for not making the July 28th deadline or negotiate an extension of the payment clause with Activision Blizzard. I put a typo in there. It's actually July 18th. July 18th. So next deadline. It's rumored that part of the proposal is for Microsoft to sell off the cloud-based market rights for the games in the UK to a telecommunications gaming or internet-based computing company, uh, none of which would work, and they would have to just turn around and lease it back to Microsoft anyway. Um... There's a chance, too, that they say, fuck it, close the deal, and just pay the fine, the fine money. Because basically, I guess what will happen if they close the deal without legal approval from the UK, the UK can fine Microsoft. Yeah. But, you know... It's probably less than $3 billion. Yeah, exactly my point. So, like, maybe they just eat the fine, close the deal, and then try to sort the shit out afterwards. It's probably less than $3 billion, and Satya Nadella is on record of saying, fuck around and find out. Not, yeah. not exactly that quote, but yeah. basically telling the UK, you want to play this game, I will play this game. I, I 
appreciate Microsoft sticking to their guns on this and, and like committing 110% on this, which I don't know. Maybe it's because we are kind of like in the, we, you know, we, we are a little bit more in the industry as far as like seeing and, and, and experiencing the stuff, but I Activision Blizzard is, Blizzard is like kind of worth the hassle. Like you, the amount of IP you get and, the name recognition and everything like, you know, if they if they have to pay UK even like a billion dollars in fine, they'll they'll make it back in the next Call of Duty or two, you know, like yeah. And then they're looking at the long game, you know, like so they, what if they have a bad couple years because they have to like write off shit? It's it, in like ten that, years from now they'll be like fucking, they'll be just dumps dump trucks of fucking. Money yeah. and like he said, when Phil said it, he's. Like, I think it's worth more than sixty nine billion. So, yeah. So it'll be um, will be interesting. Things are starting to happen pretty quick, uh, for corporations. Yeah, I mean, arguably the biggest, the biggest problem has already been resolved. Yeah, it just gets weird with the whole. CMA thing because if they don't close it's in Microsoft's best interest to close the deal before the FTC can finish finish but they can't really without it being somewhat painful close the deal without the UK being finished so they need like the UK to finish up them close the deal and then deal with the FTC but I think if you're if you're Microsoft and you're weighing your scales for the afterlife (laughs) okay then you balance in favor of not dealing with the ftc you've already dealt with it so now you just want to wrap it up and be done because once once they have to go through the appeal and attempt to rip it apart it is much harder to do that Mm -hmm. once it's done yeah and so if that means that you play dirty with the uk for a little while who cares the other side of that though is it's easier like, and do you the, want to pay seventy two billion instead? Like, do you want to pay the extra three billion? The issue is like the UK has like a one and done appeal process, whereas the US has like, you know, like there's multiple appeals you can go through, and there's way more like legal avenues, right? So it's almost like, but it's the part for me of the once you've completed it, they can appeal all day, but you've completed it, yeah. And so you need to get that hurdle done because if you don't complete it and they keep just appealing, then it keeps stalling your actual completion. And it'd be much bigger to complete it in the US than the UK. Obviously, you want to complete it everywhere. Yeah. But you as Microsoft could just say, while you guys review your stuff and decide to give yourself six extra weeks, we're no longer selling anything in the UK and just flip the switch of UK servers down. And you go, all right, we're not even operating in your turf anymore. We'll wait till you figure it out and start letting your people start screaming. Yeah, it's an interesting tactic. I don't know. It's, I mean, there's a lot of fun tactics they could have. It'll be it'll be interesting. Monday, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll find out what's going on on Monday. Yeah. Because they, they did say they planned on closing a deal on Monday, but that was... Part of the CMA just disappears confusingly yes yeah 
Although... Oh, no, it's my vacation time. I can't rule on anything while I'm going on vacation. I'm sorry. It's interesting. Like, you would think that Microsoft would be wanting to make a play to get the CMA to clear faster. But that almost sounds like they submitted a new proposal that was, like, purposefully complex. So it's like what what is going on here? Because like, I think they're go- I think their play would be to close in the U.S. and then put the entire world's eyes on the CMA and just who, eat the, eat who, any potential fine. Who Parliament is already pissed at for not letting this happen? Because remember the quotes from Parliament of like, yeah. who are you actually working for? The yeah. FTC or us? And we're telling you to allow this. So now you put the entire world on the U.K. Going, hey, did you guys read that paper yet? Did you review it yet? Hey, hey, hey. No, no, look at me. Did you review it yet? All right, so if we think on a money perspective, it's cheaper for them to close the deal Yes, and pay the fine. Because we don't know what the fine is going to be. We don't know, but the largest fine the EU has ever done is $1 billion. Right, which is less than $3 billion, just for quick maths. <laughs> yeah, and that's the EU, which is notoriously, notoriously harsher than any other governing body. And take a guess who's not part of the EU anymore. The UK. The UK. <laughs> All right. And that's still to say that they could just do it, get fined, and then say, I'm not paying you your fine, and I'm just turning off my services in the UK. Fine. We don't exist over here anymore. And then watch that happen. They could strong arm them, but I'm sure what will happen, because Microsoft is... Oh, it's going to be... More Microsoft's be, in the face phase. We're going to mudsling the whole hell out of this. They're thing. not in their heel phase yet. They're in their face phase. <laughs> their face. So... Baby face? They will... Uh, they'll accept the fine and then negotiate with the UK some crazy wild deal that's like super PR related to where like, you know... The fine is $1 billion, but we're only going to pay you half of that. And I'm going to give the other half to this charity. Yeah, the other half is going to like fucking... Youth development in some area or something. Yeah, they'll do something to where the UK can't say no unless they want to look like a bunch of fucking. Yeah, assholes. Uh, we don't want to really want to give the government that much money because you guys don't deserve it. But we'd much rather give it to this budding organization over here and mm-hmm. start up, help you guys like fundraise capital for a new studio so you can hire yeah. new talent we'll, into this. <laughs> yeah, we'll start a five hundred million dollar fucking fund to for games development in the UK. Yeah. And we'll open new studios in the UK. That you guys will give you will give you straight up five hundred million. Then the other five hundred million goes into a pot in which studios can come to you with proposals, and you can award to them as you so see fit. But they can only be put on an Xbox console. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be like, wait a second. Um, you choose who gets the money. We choose the publishing rights. <laughs> oh, this you. game sucks. It's going on Sony. <laughs> Um, tangentially related, I guess. Number five, Xbox will be supporting a third-party cloud gaming service for the first time. Uh, the Anstream Arcade launching on July twenty-first. The retro streaming platform will provide players with over thirteen hundred games on the Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, including Space Invaders, Pac-Man, and Mortal Kombat. Its catalog includes titles from Atari, Commodore, Sega, Nintendo, and PlayStation consoles. Uh, players will be able to choose between an annual subscription to the platform for $30 or an $80 uh, or $80 for a lifetime access. The service will be available in Europe, UK, USA, and Canada. 
It's interesting. Opening uh opening the door to some possibilities. Third party cloud gaming service. I don't know. I, I like the idea of this uh retro game thing, but I can't decide if I feel like that price is um high or not. Annual subscription. I guess it's not. $80 lifetime access, $30 annually for... The lifetime access one is interesting. It is. What is that? You know, like, obviously, it means lifetime access, but... It seems like a weird play. But, like, what if you close? Yeah. What, like, you know, how 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 does this all the shake out? Yeah. Do you add more games over time? Is it just a single library? Do yeah, because not? if it's just a single library, then what's the point in it being a service? Which yeah. is kind of like the argument for all fucking services, but usually you get one thing and that's it. So it's like, not like for, I'm thinking of other things. No, no. I, I'm thinking I, of outside of video games. No, I I know that, but it's just me going, oh no, did he figure it out? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And it's not to say that it doesn't have to grow or whatever, but I'm just curious of how actually large that catalog is. Yeah. And to host another cloud one is the cool part because that means you could just be playing stuff on anything at that point. And $80 for lifetime access to a pocket arcade, essentially. Can you download the games and keep them on console? I don't know. Because that'd be interesting. Can I just play them on xCloud? That's another aspect. So if they're on my phone. Support third-party cloud gaming service for the first time. Xbox. I got you. Gotta. I imagine. I would hope that it would be XCloud compatible. If it, I would hope so. If it's supporting, but who knows? I don't know how any of this fucking works. You damn right. Neither do I. Let's talk about number six then. Nikkei. Sure. All right. Asia reports that Sony Group will dedicate $2.16 billion to games R&D for the current fiscal year, which ends on March 30th, 2024. Now, more than Sony's invest... What? Did I fuck something up? Which is now more than Sony's investment in electronics and semiconductors. Oh, yeah. These sentences are weird. Yeah, because they're 100% probably translated. Yeah. This is an 11% increase spent on this segment over the previous financial year and more than double the amount invested in fiscal 2020. So over the course of three years, they've more than doubled their money into R&D. In which is segment. more money in, than they're putting currently into their semiconductors and electronics, which is actually kind of wild. Yeah. It also accounts for 40% of the total R&D spending across Sony Group for this fiscal year, which is a total of $5.5 billion. According to Nikki, the focus of games R&D spending will be on live service titles and extended reality products that mix digital elements with the physical world, such as AR headsets, which if they have a headset now, an AR one specifically, here we go. The company aims to de- dedicate 55% of PS5 game development spending to live service games in the current fiscal year, ramping up to 60% by 
for the following year. So that live service for them is the sh- um, in an immediate like first party things. The show, Destiny, Marathon, Jade Last Raymond's Us- game, Jade Raymond's game, Last of Us multiplayer game, whatever the fuck else I end up doing. There's like the first few things I can immediately think of. Yeah. And obviously, oh, there's the there's the Horizon one that they're working on. Yes, that is also true. And I'm pretty sh- certain, based on what the most recent stuff is that we've got from Ghost of Tsushima, that that's what we'll see as well. Is potentially, I can see it with elements, but not necessarily being the whole. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, and then also that could just mean. Other things that could be investments that they have because they've now invested in a few different studios. Yeah, they technically have money in Fortnite because they've invested in Epic. Yep. So I'm sure some of that money's going there. But yeah, interesting. It is interesting. I don't. It's a wild amount of money for R and D. Yeah, especially what they're spending it on. The headset one is interesting because they're like, you've already, you just launched the headset. So you are you already looking forward to making another one? I don't understand the play on this one because they have this headset. The headset is excru- just like the first one when the first one came out. The headset outstrips the console as far as like capability. Yes. And then you factor in the whole like R&D budget being spent more on the software and AR side of it than the semiconductor and component side of it. It's like so we're just going to keep perpetuating this cycle of like, let's have AR headsets that we're not going to fully utilize. And we're going to have live service games that are going to be out of style in the next five years. And not even just like out of style. It's what do you. I don't think they realize that like the idea of a live service game, we're getting into MMO territory where it's like. If you are going to make a real live service game, that means a person is going to spend a lot of their time in that specific game, which means they're not spending it in other games. So having like 50 live service games, you're just breaking up your user base into tiny little segments. Right. And they're not they're not playing one person isn't playing five of them. The one person spending the majority of their time in one of them. You know, you know, you are lucky that maybe one person is playing five of them. Yeah. But the majority is 100% backing into their corner. Yeah. They can't all have Nates. I mean, you're Sick what you're bastards. You're definitely in the wow corner, the wow camp. No. Well, why, why are, you, are you trying to pigeonhole me? Huh? <laughs> I've played other MMOs, I'll have you know. How many hours got in WoW? That's pull, not what I said. Pull it up. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. When's the last time we looked? Probably a couple months ago. Really? I don't look that often. Oh, I think I mean, technically. I, why, I think why would you? Well, because I think technically up. it shows up every time I log in. I think it pops up in the chat window, but I don't look at chat unless I like need something in it. Yeah. If I don't need to buy something from Trade Chat, it doesn't exist. No one in the party ever says anything constructive or helpful, so I don't look at it. That's fair. Literally yesterday, or no, I'll tell well stories later. That's fine. We do have a uh, short Blizzard-related thing that's like a little 
one of the short ones. Anyways. Well, fuck that. Let's talk about EA. Let's do it. Uh, EA held a keynote specifically for EA Sports FC 24. Let's review. EA Sports President Cam Weber revealed that the company plans to invest $10 million into community-level football on a global scale. That's uh, It sounds like a lot of money, but I, I was don't gonna say, think it is. That's not a lot of money if we're talking on a global scale there, buddy. If, if you, you said were... one country, fair. Uh, even then. That could be gone pretty quick in that one country. Oh, hell yeah. It's one thing to do it in the middle of Montana. It's another thing to do that in L.A. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need some help with these names. I don't know if you know how to say them. Uh, So there's... Some of these are not referred to in the way that they are written. Okay. So Uh, you you got this? No. I'll help you. I, I don't have this, but you 100 have this. I believe in you. Uh, FC 24 will be adding Google Pixel, uh, Fron Bundesliga. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Germany's highest women's competition association and Liga F, the top league of women's football in Spain. Yeah. So La Liga is the men's league. Okay. Liga F is the female league. Yep. Frauen Bundesliga is the German league, and then just Bundesliga is the men's league. Frauen. That's all. <laughs> That's all it is. German. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only difference. Uh, women's football will be coming to Ultimate Team, adding that EA Sports FC has signed an exclusive multi-year agreement to represent every club and stadium across the FC portfolio. Um, and there's some new future features, which is FC Pro, an esports platform intending to pit players together in a competition leading to the FC Pro Championship. And then FC Tactical, described as a turn-based version of the sports title, was also announced. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know either. That I mean, I'm very intrigued by that. I but I would. I don't know what it means. I looked at like three news articles about that were like talking about this FC keynote. And like, I felt like there was not a lot of information in them. And I don't know if it's because like what they showed was not, there wasn't a lot of information or if like articles are just written by AI now. Um, yes. The cover athlete is, uh, the dude that was, that was, uh, Leaked last week, I think we talked about it. This fucking Erling Holland. Yeah, yeah, pretty close, yeah. Um, and then it is releasing on September 29th. Yep, about the right time for normal. Actually, I think it's a little bit later, technically. I think usually they're mid-September, but... How dare they? Uh, for their first venture on their own. Uh, so, the FC Pro thing yes. on the eSports side is probably just like a better-ranked version, is what I'm treating that to probably mean. FC Tactical, I'm only intrigued because FC Tactical could be entertaining from, depending on what they do in the actual mode, it could be something that could be portable technically to mobile as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm, what does that mean? I just want to I, it kind means. of sounds like it might be like a football manager super light. Which they which football manager already has, by the way. Yeah. So. Okay. That's why I'm like. So maybe they're trying that, to compete. That's why I'm like, what does that really Maybe they're mean? dipping their toes into competing. Maybe, but. And then uh, the FC Pro, it's weird to me that they kind of accentuated the whole, like, cooperative side of it. Well, so they have... Together. 
So I guess that's kind of like a weird way of saying it. it. Well, yeah, pit players together, but that's one thing to either put them all on the same team or to pit players against each other, I guess, yeah. the other way. So if it's together, there has been a mode for a while where you can play your individual character on a team and then you like match up with other 11 other people and play 11 on 11, each of you all controlling your individual character. Mm-hmm. So I could see if that's where they're going to try to do esports 11 on 11, that's good luck that's wild that is wild i mean i i could a small sided game of like five on five would be interesting yeah that's what immediately came to my head was like 2v2 or something like something that. yeah go fifa's tree i don't know but the i think my favorite thing i saw was they showed the i don't know if it was the cover photo or what the the photo was because they had all the uh player care like all the character players but the game version of them not the human version of them yeah in like a kind of collage and it said fc 24 whatever on it and you're looking at it and you're like that all look like walmart versions of themselves and so somebody had a shot a side-by-side shot of that and then a bunch of player lookalikes and you're like they just used the player lookalikes not the actual player to model the characters so, um, have have you seen gameplay at all yet? No, not yet? Okay, I don't know if they actually showed gameplay. Or not. I'm not. I'm not really like worried. It's FIFA. Yeah, it's Wait, sorry. It's FC. Yeah, it'll be what we know it is. I'm just I'm just curious if they tried to if 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 it turns out they had to make changes for some reason or if they are trying to stylize it some ways to try to differentiate yeah. it. Yeah, and that's what I'm more intrigued with when they start showing these other game modes. What that yeah. means because. Soccer, soccer, football is football. 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 Um, there's twenty six. Guess how fast I'm going. So you want you want to do thirteen? I'll do thirteen. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Now for some stuff we didn't write full paragraphs on, but we just wrote a lot of them instead. And there are some longer ones too. So the Video Game History Foundation has conducted a study in partnership with the Software Preservation Network on the availability of games released before two thousand and ten. According to the study, 87% of retro games are, quote, critically endangered in the U.S. as they are difficult to play in their physical and digital forms. I, what was at the same rate as? Same rate as 87%. Silent movies. Oh. In terms did, of, like, being endangered. I did not know that. Yes. I uh, think all these things should be preserved. I don't like video games get weird and silent movies, I guess as well, but it's easier to like, it's easier for a lot of people to watch a silent movie. Cause it's just a video file, a movie, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Video games get a little bit weird, but they should be preserved somehow. I don't know how. Tell me Nintendo just doesn't have their own ROM storage somewhere. Like, Oh on. yeah. That's the, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Number two, Razer is investigating a possible hack of its system that may have affected its digital currency, Razer Gold. As reported by Polygon, a hacker claimed to be selling Razer source code and encryption key data for only $100,000. What the fuck is Razer Gold? I don't know, but if you had all of that data, why would you only sell it for $100,000? Because you know it's not really worth anything. That seems low. Number three, the ESA says that Hispanic and black people are more likely to play games among ethnic group demographics in the U.S. Wait, hold on. 
are more likely to play games than other ethnic group de- demographics? Yes. Okay. I was like, you mean they just like play amongst each other? Like, what does that <laughs> step mean? Uh, its new report notes that 79% of Hispanic adults within the U.S. population are likely to pay- play games. Meanwhile, 77% of black Americans and 67% of Asian Pacific are also more likely to engage in the hobby compared to 62% of their white counterparts. I'd like to see an age breakdown of the demographics. Because yeah. I bet that's a a contributing factor. Still means that, at least across all of those ones, more than 60% of people are playing video games, or 60% of people at minimum are gamers. Yeah, it was... In quotes, gamers. Yep. Or, you know, played a mobile game or whatever. Yeah, have, yeah have claimed that they play video games, even if it's just Call of Duty or FIFA every year. I would hypothesize that you would see average age um, increase as the percentage decreases. So going by this, his, Hispanics, at least I guess of the ones that they polled, are younger than the the black Americans that they polled, which are younger than the Asians that they polled, which is younger than the whites that they polled. Oh, I, I guess... I'm assuming that if you were to do this correctly, you would try to pull all the same age. Yeah, average age. And it doesn't specify if they included mobile games because that would skew it, I think. That would skew it as well. But I would I would like to see the the break an age breakdown at the same time. Yeah. Show us all the data. Eighteen to twenty four year old white, twenty five to thirty year old white, thirty one to you know, whatever. And then under eighteen. Give us some pivot tables. R slash data is beautiful. <laughs> uh, number four, mobile games made $41 billion globally during the first half of 2023. That one always throws me off. Why? It says H1? Yeah. I had to pause. My brain broke for a second. Well, you never see it referred to really like Yeah, that. I almost wanted to say H1N1. My brain immediately wanted to finish it. <laughs> Uh, during the same period, Google Play game downloads made up twenty six per twenty six billion of the thirty billion total. It's kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. What did I mess something up? The Talk to me. Numbers Talk don't to make me, sense. goose. Um, made up twenty six billion of the thirty billion total. What downloads? So four billion game downloads were not on Google Play. So no, Apple needs saying, to shut the fuck up about competitive no, markets. They're saying of Google Play downloads. So Google Play game downloads made up twenty six billion of the total thirty billion Google Play downloads. What? I don't know. I'm having a mathematical losing my mind. So there on Google Play Store, there was 30 million apps downloaded. 30 billion apps. 30 billion. Of that 30 billion, 26 billion were games. Okay. I think that's what they're saying. I think. Okay. Okay. I I will allow that. That makes sense to me. Listen. that of 30 billion app downloads on Google Play, 26 billion were games. Yes. That I allow. 
that still doesn't sound right to me, but I'm just gonna, that's, I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna go with it because I don't think that's right either. It sounds really high. It sounds really high. My guess is that it has to be something along the lines of no, the no, because none of it, none of it makes sense. It's three different numbers. What a fucking headline is this? Just don't, just don't look too deep. <laughs> this is a fucking short one because this is a paragraph. I'd be so fucking lost. Uh. <laughs> Dead by number five. Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive has opened a second studio in the UK. Sounds like it will be a four hire support studio. Number six, Microsoft has announced a new Xbox voice reporting safety feature for users to help consumers report harassment during in-chat sessions. With the feature, Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One users can capture 60-second clips they find harmful, then submit them to a moderation team. (laughs) Which is going to be totally overwhelmed. Call of Duty lobbies are about to be (laughs) terrible. Number seven, Unity has unveiled its new feature, Safe Voice, technology that intends to detect toxic game behavior. The tool analyzes tone, loudness, and pitch to provide insight to game studios to maintain more positive communities. Sensing a trend? Number eight, Google will now allow developers to include NFTs in their applications on the Google Play Store, but they still have to adhere to Google Play's real money gambling games and contest policy. Whatever that means, so just read it. Number nine, Cloud Imperium, the creator of Star Citizen, has acquired game developer Turbulent. The addition of the studio comes after the two companies have worked together for more than 10 years on developing Star Citizen, with another 10 minimum ahead of them. I can't believe that fucking game, bro. There's a dude at work that plays it. I was harassing him today about it. <laughs> does he? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he likes it, and that's good. Yeah, he does. He, he was a big Elite Dangerous person. He, like, he has the whole flight stick and plays it in VR and stuff. And he's talking about how he's been playing Star Citizen. And we, is, he, by, is he picking up that Pimax crystal? I have no idea. So <laughs> uh, the one coworker and I that are, are pretty decent together, like friends, uh, he sits right next to him. And we all we all talk games and whatever. And we every time he brings up that he's playing Star Citizen, him and I both look at each other and just like, but why? What's wrong? And just harass him about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. As you should. As you should. Yeah. Tencent subsidiary Lightspeed Studios has acquired Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games. The team is due to support Tencent-owned Inflexion Games in developing its upcoming title, Nightingale. People Can Fly, the developer behind Outriders, has established a studio in Montreal. Naughty Dog's live-action adaptation of The Last of Us has been named in 24 Emmy categories. The series trails behind another HBO drama, Succession, leading with 27 nominations. Naughty Dog co-president Evan Wells has announced he'll be retiring at the end of 2023, and therefore Neil Druckmann is the last one standing. And then more! The Last of Us Part Two composer Gustavo Santaalala. <laughs> I like that I got the first 13 uh, has seemingly you're gonna love this one has seemingly let slip that an enhanced version of the game as in the last was part 2 is in development at Naughty Dog that's what happens when you that's let, weird I couldn't hear a single thing you said <laughs> that's what happens when you let Neil Druckmann drive the ship alright 
What if we made another enhanced version of The Last of Us Part 1? <laughs> the it, Polish... Enhanced her. <laughs> enhanced. 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 The Polish games industry generated 1.3 billion euros throughout 2022, up 11% over last year. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. For just Polish games? Just Polish games. CD Projekt. Fucking back's hurting on that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, The PlayStation... While, While doing nothing. Yeah. The PlayStation Access controller launches December 6th for $90 hairs. For reference, the Xbox Adaptive controller is $100, but I think it's more adaptive. I'm mad at him for putting it in there. And that's all I have. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. I don't know if you looked at them. It's well, true. no, because the access one is the circle one, right? Yes. And, and the you... adaptive one is the literal plug this into anything. Yes. A microwave. <laughs> Fuck it. You control your microwave, the Xbox controller now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Media Molecule has updated Dream's usage terms, allowing players to use some of their creations outside of the platform's ecosystem. The developer clarified that it won't apply to all creations, but personal and commercial use of music, animation, creations, uh, music, animation, films, and art made in Dream's will be allowed outside the game. Users will only be allowed to use creations that they have made themselves. Arm is reportedly in talks with NVIDIA to bring the company in as an anchor investor and ahead of its IPO. Uh, NVIDIA tried buying Arm last year, but the deal fell through due to regulatory challenges. I had to look up what an anchor investor is. It's essentially a large investor who is uh, uh, purchases stock ahead of an IPO with the idea of them basically... it's. It's that company who is generally has more like clout and, you know, financial wellness basically puts their stamp of approval on there saying, hey, you can trust these guys. Gotcha. They're they're the trust me, bro. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I'm in. So, you know, come on, guys, let's get in on this. Um, Employees at Sega of America making up the Allied, Allied Employees Guild Improving Sega or Aegis, has voted yes to forming a union. Aegis is partnered with Communications Workers of America. As every union is. Yep. Uh, Limited Run Games has announced the Gex trilogy for modern consoles and PC. The games are being brought to Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series XS, and Steam using Limited Run Games' Carbon Engine. No release window. I'm not super familiar with Limited Run Games. I didn't realize that they... They had their own game engine and actually ported their own ga- ported they've, games. They've started to recently. Okay, so it's a recent addition. Yeah. But Gex. <clears throat> sure. Never was my jam. Never was a Gex person. Yeah, it's like you're about to be. I guess so. <clears throat> um, a voice actor has claimed that a remake of Need for Speed Most Wanted is coming next year. <sighs> What's up? The we- third time? Third, second, oh second yeah, remake third most wanted. Yeah, third most wanted. Third, 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 third most wanted. Most wanted. Maybe they. I don't know. Movie. I think honestly, I hate to say this. Need for Speed needs to die. Yes. Yes. 
the only game you should be remaking in the Need for Speed franchise. No, this will be an interesting finish to sentence. Is Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed? Wow, Jesus Christ! The only thing worse you could have said was Carbon. Listen, Porsche Unleashed. Chef's kiss. Underground, Underground Two, remake the actual. No, we we need a couple more years because the whole sex spec side of cars is starting to come back. So we need a couple more years for then. Then before Underground and Underground Two, yeah. Uh, I would also take an actual remaster of the original Most Wanted. Like, do not change everything like you did in the attempted Most Wanted (sighs) Two. Just remaster it. Just give me new visuals. Yeah, I think at this point, though, the smart choice would be to just let Need for Speed sleep for a few years. Let Codemasters just do something. Yeah, and then, uh, and then you know, bring it back with some actual good Because that's the other thing, is technically this should be Codemasters Need for Speed. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> promising that maybe they wouldn't use the same terrible driving that Need for Speed has had. What if they turned Need for Speed into a simulator, like uh, some more like GT7? What if they turned it into a street racing simulator? Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. I'd be down. Um, Except it's burnout. <laughs> you are driving in VR, crashing through things. I I really enjoyed the first midnight run from Rockstar. I could take another midnight run. You want Midnight Dub? Uh, was it Midnight Club Dub Edition or whatever? The one that came out right before. Yeah, Midnight Club. Is it Club or Run? Club, I think. Why do I keep fucking those up? There might be a run at some point, but I I specifically... Midnight Club. Midnight Club. I specifically remember the cover for Club. Yeah. Um, Homelander... Midnight Run is what we make to Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And then again to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) Homelander has seemingly been confirmed as a DLC character for Mortal Kombat 1. And is also in Call of Duty. Is he? They put... There's a boys X Call of Duty Warzone promotion right now. I think it's Holander, Black Noir, Starlight. Those are good crossovers. I Home, do have to admit. There, there is a loading screen of somebody as Homelander just holding on to like an M16, and you're just like, this is Call of Duty in 2023. <laughs> Wild. Um, ID at Xbox Demo Fest was this week, um, but you have until the 17th to play over 20 demos. So many. Surprising no one, Respawn Entertainment is currently recruiting team members for what is presumably a third Star Wars Jedi game. What? No way. According to journalist Jez Corden, Blizzard is developing StarCraft 3. Well, let's wait till the Xbox thing goes through, all right? All right. And then finally, a late addition by Nate, Ubisoft has announced an... Is it... Oh, how do you say that? Owu? O-W-U-O? I'm going to oh. say Owo. Owo? An OWO haptic gaming suit for Assassin's Creed Mirage. Jeff Keighley is saying it'll be $500. It's like a vest. I've seen it. It's, I don't know if the same company does them. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I've seen this company before. I'm not sure if it's the one I'm thinking of. But there is a essentially a seat cover that you can get that was kind of making its rounds in the sim racing world. For the same idea. With the same idea. It's got those haptic pads. Yeah. Yeah. It vibrates. Yeah. Rumbles. Yep. I don't know what Mirage is going to do if I'm going to actually feel like I got slashed with a sword across my chest, but. <laughs> you can, you can hey, just for the record, you can get the same feeling if you just have your buddy stand by with a two by four. <laughs> just every time you get hit, he hits you. The idea is interesting, but 
uh, as per all weird tech like this, it's too expensive. And then if you need to have the simulation feel for where you jump off the building and land, just strap electrodes to your chest. Yeah. Like the pregnancy simulator ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're meant to like cramp you so hard that it, you know, yeah, it feels, feels like, like attractions. Yep. So yeah, just get those and place those across your body. And then when you land off the top of a building, have somebody press the button for you. You'll fucking feel like you're in the game for sure. I saw, um, I saw the video and it was like a demo of like someone was wearing the shirt and, but they had like VR goggles on. And I immediately, I went to a Gundam reference and it was the fabulous, uh, G Gundam. Oh, of course. Because that show, that Gundam is unique in that they you don't sit in a cockpit and pilot it like a traditional Gundam, like with the chair and all that. Yeah, yeah. You get into this spherical all display uh Bubble. room essentially, <laughs> and then you get a suit like s- suctioned onto you. Oh, so you're like real steel. Yeah. You're like mo- yeah, you're doing the motions essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. We're so close. <laughs> Between that, Real Steel, and Evangelion, one of these will be real. Yeah, Evangelion's bad because you're fucking breathing. Uh, you're not breathing air. They fucking pump. They pump the cockpit in that anime full of fucking fluid. Yeah. It's basically. Uh, you are the suit. It's basically um, the fucking fluid inside a, a womb. Embryonic bullet. Yes, bullet. that's yeah. what that's what I'm thinking of. Thank you. But my son's in there, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking show. You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> I watched the review of it. Uh, like, or what was the, what was the Mega sixty four video? All of Evangelion in seven minutes or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Not much. Um, I hurt my back. Good start. I think I uh, have a disc bulge or rupture, and so I've oh, been. You've really did it. Then. I've been basically. I've if I'm not at work in excruciating pain, I'm laying on the floor icing my back and or stretching. So that's been my nice good yeah, job. It's been my. I'm just start, can, I, that's can why we, I took today off because I was like I need like three days in a row where I can just like lay down. Do we get the Do we get the how you manage that? I've no idea. Okay, never mind. Not a fun story. Nope. no idea. Just happens. It's happened to me before, um, and it's always completely random, to where I will severely injure my back, and then like I will be out of commission for like three or four days, and then uh, I gotta go back to fine. I go back to normal. Everything's fine. And it's like an every six months, every year type situation. Oh, honey, is it that time of the year for you? Yep, back went out. Yep. So that's what makes me think it's like uh, we got some disc issues going on there. Because if it was sciatica, it would be more consistent. Sure. Yeah. I'm no doctor, but that sounds correct. Yeah, you know, obviously. <laughs> I'm no meteorologist. but oh, So that's fun. But uh, no games, really. Unfortunately, you can drive still, with a bad back. Yeah, still, still trying to figure out that whole thing because I I need to order things. I'm I haven't ordered anything. Well, I might need to take a trip down to um, Micro Center. So it's a dangerous trip. 
It is. So trying to figure that out because I the monitor stand I want they carry. Uh, if I order it and have it shipped, it's like going to be double the price, probably. Yeah, it's going to be like easily to probably like close to two hundred dollars more. So yeah, I'd rather just. Take the trip down there. It's 10, 15 minutes away from the Ikea in in Jersey. So Make a whole day of it. Make a Ikea. Do we also do anything from Ikea like meatballs? Hmm. So that's where I'm at in life. Where are you at? Uh, uh, World of Warcraft. New patches out. We heard new half patches out. So I've been playing that. It's fun. I enjoy it. Good. We're back. Yeah, never, never gone. Any uh, any big changes? Any big additions? Or? New specialization for the evoker. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned we got that augmentation last time. evokers, and people don't understand how they work because the community at large doesn't pay attention to any fucking news. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, so that, they that's are, uh, you know, a microcosm for life, uh, the the entire world. Yeah, they are a buff class, which is to say, they are a like a bard. Yes. You know. Buffs I've, and debuffs or just buffs? Some debuffs, mostly buffs. You know, I play my loot, you you yeah. do more things. Yeah. I do nothing, you do more. Uh I like it. My the style. problem is that everybody uses an add-on called details, which shows your DPS. Oh, so like why why new don't why why new do do no damn? Sorry. <laughs> you 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 did a very good like Ninety-five percent of the WoW community, yeah. uh, because in details you can't see the way that their hooks are written for their actual like code of their logs. It can't see how to attribute the damage correctly. In quotes, correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go to Warcraft logs, the logging site where you can upload logs and like do review and stuff, that does have the ability to read them, so you can see the actual or so, closer to the contribution that they provide over there, but it's still kind of broken. So I'm playing um, an augment evoker. Yep, and I got my trusty add-on. What was it called again? Details. Details. And it's saying or recount I'm, or any damage. And it's saying I'm doing thirty k. Thirty k damage. I'm like, well, that's not good. And then I go into what? What was it again? Warcraft logs. Warcraft logs. And then it'll say something like, oh, you actually did like 55K. No. Okay. It would say you did like around 130K. Okay. Okay. Same same idea, bigger number. Much bigger difference. Okay. But meanwhile, in details, so you're buffing me, right? Yeah, buffing you. So in details... I'm assuming I get like a percentage of the damage you do while you're buffed. Yeah, because I believe you. I believe the main thing is uh, ability called Ebon Might, which gives you, me ten percent more damage done, ten percent more secondary stat or whatever. So it's like it's a flat number that you can clearly calculate out. Yeah. Uh, but when it when in details in game, it's gonna look like I did one hundred and seventy seven k overall. Mm-hmm. But then when I go look at Warcraft logs, I actually did like one hundred and forty something k. Because yeah, now so, that damage has been reattributed yeah, to you. Yeah. So it's basically saying like if I wasn't there, uh, you would have done this amount of damage. And I and what I'm seeing is the damage I contributed to the group. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh but a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. So a lot of people are going, Oh, you bad, and they're just kicking a lot of off. I mean, that's a that's a 
let's be honest, that's a complex concept for some of these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, heaven forbid they read more than their class or anything else. Uh, uh, so I, once again, am at odds with the majority of the WoW community. I could see that being, like, a really big shift for, Oh, like, yeah, no, 100%. There, there are currently, all, now that this exists, like, broken problems. Yeah, like, that seems like there's nothing really in the game like that, is no, there? No, this is the first time anything like this has existed. That's weird. Sounds oh, yeah. like it's, sounds like it's going to be one of those ones that you're going to see in every fucking raid group. We're into what's called a slippery slope territory. Yeah. And for fun, before this week... I kind of like it, though, because it kind of shifts away from the idea of, like, you need to just be doing big numbers all the time. Kind of. I mean, it kind of introduces the idea. Yeah. That at least in game it's okay to look like that. Yes. But the moment I look outside, I well, I know what you should roughly be at. But either way. Yeah. Arena World Championship, the PvP aspect, finished the weekend before this went live. Okay. There's no WoW Esport this weekend. Okay. Next weekend is when the great push starts. Okay. Which is each weekend there's a new group or a new set of teams that are meant to be pushing dungeon keys as high as they can. Okay. So it's like the MDI, but instead of finishing as fast as they can, they need to finish while also pushing as high as they can. And the tiebreaker for two keys is who did it fastest. So like, if you're both at a plus 30, whoever is faster, they have the tiebreaker. Okay. This now will exist for that. It did not exist for the AWC stuff. Okay, so... So you're going to... Spoilers. Next weekend... The, there's See, definitely going to be some wow news degeneracy in in the <laughs> in the podcast. Probably not next week, but maybe the yeah, the maybe week the weekend after. after. Because uh, there's going to be sheer degeneracy. I love going this. On. This is great. I love this. I feel like the structure of wow has been. I don't want to say stagnant. It's been too too evolutionary. This is kind of revolutionary. And I want it's it's uh, I'm sure in terms of wow yes Final Fantasy has stuff like yeah, this yeah, yeah. in terms other, of wow wow yeah, specifically yeah. wow because this exists in all in all world. other MMOs yeah. for the most part ritualists and guild wars yep <laughs> Don't ba- do just straight up bards in Lord of the uh, Lord oh, of the Rings yeah true yeah yeah um or certain oh god I forgot about the certain ranger builds in guild wars. yep and uh, yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out because yeah. uh this I've is played with two of them. i know very little i've played very little wow i know very little about wow and right off the bat i'm like this is not right <laughs> so i've played with three of them so far mm-hmm. three different people mm-hmm. uh, all completely randoms yep two did really good yeah two did the you know they were at the bottom of the meters but obviously i'm not like saying anything i know what I'm not going to complain. I know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And as long as I feel like I'm getting buffed and wherever we, I know what it's going to look like. And we did one, I did one dungeon with uh, somebody and he's like, Hey, how did it, how did it like feel? Cause like, obviously they don't know how it feels to have those like buffs yeah. happening. I was like, it felt good or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to like upload the log now so I can see like what the actual numbers were. They're and, like a force multiplier. That's really what they are. Kind of. Yeah. And so they said they sent me the link to the log. So I was like, "Hey, can you just send me that so I can like also see it?" And they were just behind me in damage. Like it was me, them, and then the other DPS were all within like eight k of each other. So they were all right there. Yeah. Um. Then I did it with another one, 
I uploaded my own logs that time and he was clearly the third DPS, but it wasn't, it was maybe about like 15 K difference. He was still well above the tank and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Then I was doing a, the new dungeon, the dawn of the infinite, the new mega dungeon, eight bosses, difficulty ramped up. It's eight your mother's bosses. This ain't your mother's dungeon type of thing. You know what I mean? It's eight bosses because then they'll split it at a certain point late, like next season, they'll split it into two dungeons, first mm-hmm. half, second half. Blah, blah, So, we're doing that. And one of the people we're playing with is an, is an Aug Invoker, another random. And I'm looking at the logs, and I am tripling this person's damage. Mm-hmm. I'm tripling everybody's damage. Not just in-game, out of game. And I'm like, oh no. This is not good. <laughs> we are not going to kill things if I am doing this much more than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. it is not a reflection at that point of me being good. Yes. It becomes a reflection of they are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is also still a little bit of them learning it, I'm sure. They were, they, that uh, augmentation invoker was still the second best person in the dungeon, damage wise, which is also not good. Yeah. Because that's how far I was gapping everybody. But uh, it was, it's been interesting to see. There's been some degeneracy that I've seen from like the pros, and I'm like, gee, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some interesting stuff that's about to happen. Hmm. Interesting. They have Interesting. you know new abilities and everything like that, and I've seen some snapping that has happened. I've seen some other just sheer bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different. It's different for a while, so it'll be cool to see. Yep, it's cool and to see the Fallout. But doing that, spectator. But doing that will be the show. A uh, little bit of like a dragon, not too much. Uh, and I raced a little bit because I got the seat now. Yeah, got the new seat. Got the. I. It's cool. Folds up. Yeah, it's cool. No way you're fitting that in her bed. It should be real clear about your advertisement. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's not fitting under that couch. No, <laughs> no, no. It's still pretty decently out. It's completely out of the way. So like, yeah, it works. But it's just it's funny. It's not, it sounds small. No. So uh, that's all I got. Anything else? Um. No, I'm good. All right, then. We will see you guys in seven days. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.